0: Welcome to Stuck in Stony Brook, a podcast about the Babysitter's Club. Today we're discussing mystery one, Stacey and the Missing Ring.
1: Ooh. It's so mysterious. It's a mystery. Is it? Well, well. I didn't no. read any of the mysteries I didn't, growing up. Neither did I. So these are I all kind of brand new to me.
0: Really liking them. And then I read this one. I was like, hmm.
1: See, <laughs> well, I liked it more
2: than I thought I would. <laughs>
0: Oh, interesting. Okay, well, we'll discuss. Yeah. I guess that's mm-hmm. the whole reason we're doing this.
1: So, yeah.
2: turns out, yeah, we have we have some semblance of a purpose. Semblance.
1: Okay, so should we get into our one-sentence summaries? Nah. No, we can skip those. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My one-sentence summary is Stacy is accused of stealing a diamond ring from a new babysitting client and she also wants a diamond ring. So, there is a mystery. Suspicious? Yeah. Motive. Motive yeah. established.
0: Mine is very similar. I'm going to solve the mystery in my summary. Mm. Well, depends on which mystery
1: we're talking about here, but
0: mine is a, a rich lady accuses Stacy of stealing a ring that was actually stolen by a cat.
1: Great. I mean, we don't even have to do the podcast anymore. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. I feel like yours was a good
2: summary to bridge between Ans and mines Emily. Um Anne's and mine. Uh mine is people who treat their baby and pets equally will accuse you of theft at the drop of a hat.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have data on That is that? kind of the theme. Like that's like the um after school special theme, like mm-hmm. of the of this for sure. hmm
1: I was gonna I was asking if there's data on that. No, I don't. if that's like a statistic. No.
2: I I did not do a psych info deep dive on people who treat their babies and cats and dogs equally. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Did not do all of my psychological research this week, I hope. That do you Lister's think there
1: is money. research on that?
2: No. No. Oh, really?
1: Someone should do no. that.
2: Here's what I'll say. Someone has probably done a dissertation, but it is mm-hmm. not peer reviewed. This has not been published. Mm-hmm. That's okay. my assertion.
1: Cool. So we should probably back up and tell you about the members of the podcast. I'm Anna Chikawa, a freelance writer of a mischievous pragmatist with a sweet tooth.
0: I'm Emily Crandall, a feminist scholar. I'm a total individual and I like health food.
2: <laughs> I really like the cadence that time.
0: Um, and I'm SV Schaller, an
2: adolescent psychologist. I'm kind of bossy, but I have a big heart. If you want to learn more about us or how we know each other, please check out our prologue episode. Also, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really does help people find the podcast, even though it seems like a silly thing. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or commentary about anything BSC related, you can drop us a line at stuckinstonybrook at gmail.com. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash stuckinstonybrook. We have some fun bonus episodes up there coming soon. Emily's going to ruin pizza and school dances. So tune in quick and learn some great things. And if you're interested in other fun 90s nostalgia, you can give these people a listen.
0: Ever sit up at night and wonder... Does Britney Spears' first album still slap?
2: Are Pop-Tarts still tasty? Or why is Bill Murray in Space Jam? Hi, I'm Molly.
1: And I'm Sam. And we're here to help. We answer all of these questions on the Hold Up podcast, where we revisit the things we liked as kids and see if they're still worth loving. Things like My Chemical Romance. Sister, Sister. And our dads. That one's a thinker. Listen to the Hold Up on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Ask so, me, we did not read the mysteries. We were like 33 when the mysteries came out. So, <laughs> we
2: were 13 when this one came out, but I also think you and I were not like it, uh, we were not into the spooky. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. We have some like podcast siblings, um, around the interwebs. There's a lot of people that like our podcast that I know were like super into like Goosebumps and Christopher Pike books and those kinds of things. And we have some nice fellow vintage YA series podcasts that follow us on Instagram. And that was just not our bag at all. Mm-mm. So when I saw the mysteries coming out with like a darker cover, I was like, oh, that's not the Babysitter's Club. I also think I suspected that they were 100% ghostwritten, where I was still holding out hope that most of the original series was Anna Martin. Right. You so, cared
0: when you were 13 about whether or not they were ghostwritten?
2: Yeah, 13 already too old to be reading the Babysitter's Club. I was catching on. Yeah, I did care. Because I still okay. really loved Anna Martin um, mm-hmm. and liked her other non-babysitter's club books. And so, like, I I could tell the difference when, like, A Dawn on the mm-hmm. Coast came out.
1: So these were all written by Ellen Miles. Yes. Who wrote yes. The, Mysteries, the Mysteries, also in the OG series, correct?
2: Yeah, not all of them. I mean, the the early, like, Ghost of Dawn's House is mm-hmm. written by Anna Martin. But, um, yeah, she starts in, I'm not sure what her first one was. I can look really quick. Stacey and the Mystery of Stony Brook, maybe.
1: I feel like, you know, this book is not spooky at all. Um, do they get spooky? Emily, you read these more than us.
0: Yeah, but not all mysteries are spooky. I mean, sometimes it's like a puzzle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Great point. I remember thinking that I think the ones that I liked were a little spookier, but I don't like things that are too spooky. I hated Goosebumps. I read one and I was like, absolutely not. Never again. Mm-hmm.
2: I didn't sleep
0: for days. Like
2: this is no thank you week, as spooky as we get. This will be our Halloween week episode. So this is yeah. As, the three of us are not very spooky. <laughs> Mm-mm. We respect the spookiness. Anne and I did watch The Craft a few times. That's about as as spooky as we got.
0: you know I love witch stuff. Like there's a bunch mm-hmm. of like magic, you know, related or witch related YA stuff that I that I liked a lot. Um Yeah, I didn't like the like super scary. Mm-hmm. Horror stuff, and I yeah. don't. I, to my mind, I think the mystery series was more about not like there's a ghost or there's a something supernatural. It's just like a oh, so something is happening that we can't explain, and, and we're gonna and we find a reasonable explanation
1: for it in the end, right? We're gonna detective it or whatever, mm-hmm. solve mm-hmm. solve the case. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like true crime. There should have yeah. been like a like a Babysitter's Club, like SVU or something. Oh, no. I hate us, you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So I was right. Her first book was Stacy and the Mystery of Stony Brook. And then um, she's done a bunch of the ones we've done recently. Claudia and the Middle School Mystery, Jesse and the Dance School Phantom, and then Christine and the Baby Parade. And then basically she just does mysteries from here on out until book 101. So we'll yeah
0: like i loved veronica mars i still do i watch that oh, show all I the like time veronica mm-hmm. mars that's the kind of like mystery i'm into that's a level mm-hmm. of of mystery
1: oh you know i also started watching uh sabrina the new sabrina on netflix recently mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I, I watched all of that i enjoy that it's spooky yeah. but it's more like i don't know it's kind of campy though yeah it's a little campy like yeah. the craft campy. all Camp of
0: spoon. all of the craft like the craft yeah yes my sister and I used to watch Practical Magic all the time. Ooh, we would rent it I love that over movie. and over and over. And then my dad would be like, again, you're going to rent this again. And we were like, <laughs> yes, thank you. Goodbye.
2: Right. So this book technically came out after Marianne, Mrs. Logan, but we decided to bump it up a little in the order so we could release our first mystery episode prior to Halloween because it just seemed appropriate and seasonal. I don't think much happens that is... Uh, would be revealed in this book. It seems like they're in the same universe as they are in Baby Parade. No, yes, no major changes.
1: No, okay, so we pretty much explained the plot.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I always get nervous now when there's a brand new family and the book is ghostwritten because they're going to come in and be evil and then disappear, <laughs> like, which is what happens with this this Gardella family. So Mrs. Gardella moves to town, and they're they're pretty rich. I think Claudia knows of them because they're sort of in the oh yeah because Mrs. Gardella knows her mom I think she volunteers at the library or something so Claudia knows who they are and they have a dog named Bird and a cat named Mouse and a baby named Elephant no just kidding their baby is just has a human name um Tara you guys say Tara (laughs) or Tara 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 I've known both that's why I asked we'll go with Tara but they have a full-time nanny right so they're just calling the BSC to like substitute, pinch hit, while the nannies has to go away on, like, family mm-hmm. business or something. And then Stacy babysits once, and they spend, like, 45 minutes teaching her about the two pets. And then they're like, oh, yeah, and here's Tara. Bye.
0: And then... Um, it was is seven months yeah. old, by the way. Yeah.
2: No special instructions.
0: <laughs> Wait, actually, so the fact that this takes place before baby parade is relevant because... They haven't had their baby classes. It it doesn't take place before baby
2: parade. It actually takes place after baby parade. We're just releasing it before baby parade. Great. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. So, Stacey, you're right. Good point. So, Stacey has recently taken and passed an extensive baby care class. Yes. Great.
0: (laughs) Solve that mystery. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah, did you guys have or want birthstone rings or things with your that that's Stacy's excuse for wanting a diamond ring? And April is diamond. She's not wrong.
0: But Oh, um, I totally I had a birthstone ring when I was thirteen. Did you? Okay. Yeah. What's what is, Wait, wait, ring.
2: let me see if I can remember what October is. I feel like it's like Opal.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, look at me. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I still wear a lot of opal. I have a I have a birthstone necklace I wear all the time, but I recently took it off because I i think my i'm not awesome necklace gave me a little bit of rash wrong so i took all my <laughs> necklaces off It is the
1: highest quality material
0: <laughs> well so my, it's like my necklace no, is real gold so i don't think it was that
1: one. <laughs> okay i love your blaming
2: your i'm awesome necklace because you've been wearing it every day for a full year we got it for you for your birthday last year it was, not just all, it was christmas
0: it was, oh sorry You've been wearing yeah. it every day for 10 months. But the other necklace I've been wearing every day for six years.
2: I just don't think it would give you a rash 10 months in. That doesn't make sense to me.
0: I don't know if it was maybe like gold coated and some of it wore off. Like no. I have a whole, I was very mystified by it. So I have a bunch okay. of potential theories. You okay. know what? We should write a BSC mystery book about my <laughs> ne- <a> necklace rash. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, I was super, I was super into my birthstone, but I also really have always loved opals. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're just, well, like... you're like
2: the girls in Stacy's class that have a birthstone that isn't incredibly expensive.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so mine's It's not a diamond. Yeah. 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 I,
2: I'm not a jewelry person at all. I don't like it, but I, mine is also a very expensive one. July is Ruby. Mm. So, um, I remember when people were into birthstones and I was like, well, good thing I'm not into that because that's really expensive. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Do mine's, you know what yours is, Anne? Mine's Emerald.
0: No, oh,
2: that's also up there. It's, yeah. We're fancy
0: hmm So fancy. Yeah. What else happens?
2: Claudia is really oh. mad. They will they do business.
0: Believe Stacy for a minute. Yeah. That is out of implausible. Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
2: Well, the so the the premise is that they're that Mrs. Gardella says she's gonna tell everybody else that Stacy's a thief, basically. All their clients she's the right thing to do, all their other clients. Um, and then one night when Claude is sitting for the Preziosos, they come home early because they're at a dinner party. And then Mrs. Gardella starts complaining about how Stacy stole her ring. And Mrs. Prezioso steps up and mm-hmm. she's like, bitch, the BSC doesn't steal. And then they leave because she's so upset she can't focus on the fancy dinner party. Yeah. I was kind of like, yeah, point for Mrs. Prezioso. And it. I like it that nice. she tells
0: Claudia, too, like it was lame anyway. It was a good excuse to get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: That was a, that but she was, still was like, pays okay. Claudia
0: for two hours of work. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. what's Claudia? What's what's her resentment supposed to be born from there? Just like, well, she well, needs money for four,
2: or five hours. For so
0: some reason, Claudia is Claudia's, like hard up for money in this book. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- I think that's yeah. why the setting of their mall trip is so important, right? Because she like buys pairs of shoes she doesn't need, and then she's like, "Whatever, I have a ton of jobs lined up anyway. So who cares if I spend money on a seventeenth pair of sneakers?" Right. Yep. It's a yes. plot device, Anne. Yeah, and it's like
1: the idea of a 13-year-old being like, oh, man, I really need that money. Doesn't she say I'm broke right now? Yeah.
2: Well, Claudia is accustomed <laughs> to a certain
1: lifestyle life
2: status, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> She's, she buys a lot of new clothes. She yeah. a lot of art supplies. Art supplies, you know, do, you know they're, they're fungible. They don't, you know, last forever.
1: And not in this episode, but perhaps in another one, I want to calculate actually how much money they're making per week on these jobs.
2: <laughs> Fair. But so, but it turns out Mrs. Gardella didn't tell everybody. She, she had beef with the Preziosos. But other than that, she didn't call anybody else. And they all had, like, reasonable excuses for why they hadn't been calling the BSE. Like, a couple families were on vacation. Like, somebody got sick. Like, there were reasons that people didn't need sitters for several weeks. And the whole time, the BSE was assuming that, like, Mrs. Gardella was smearing their name around mm-hmm. town. And that's why they weren't getting jobs.:
0: So much drama. Yeah. Um. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, aside from, like, why does Stacy want a diamond and, like, the rich people, rich people thing, Um, <laughs> yeah. just have, like, a couple small things.
2: Hey, wait, but what do you mean by the rich people, rich people thing?
0: Like, Stacy's like, oh, I've always walked by this house and I always wondered. And then her kind of, like, awe and fascination with their clothes and, like, the fancy food that the cat eats on the table and then... I mean, your summary, right, that Christy's sort of like, well, we don't really need clients like that anyway. So there's like a moment where, you know, we've talked about like good rich people versus bad rich mm-hmm. people before. And I think Stacy like does that whole turn here, right? Like at first mm-hmm. she says that like, what's her name?
2: Mrs. Gardella.
0: Mrs. Gardella seems like a, like a regular person. She's rich, mm-hmm. but she seems regular and cool. And then she's like, Wait something is off here mm-hmm. and then she like commits the you know grave error of accusing the BSC of being anything less than completely trustworthy and honest and then like and then suddenly like all of their weird behavior toward their animals and children comes under new light and like they mm-hmm. have different a different kind of motive for scrutinizing mm-hmm. their behavior that is completely unrelated to them as like caregivers or whatever mm mm-hmm yeah
2: yeah she says she was nice even though she was rich
0: yeah yeah <laughs> She seemed like a. I think she even says the phrase she seemed like a regular person or something mm-hmm. i don't know so there's a lot of that in this book and like you know stacy wants a diamond like girls wear diamonds girls want diamonds like mm-hmm. blah 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 it's a boring
1: whatever like, her her what? blood diamond
2: yeah yeah <laughs> mrs I mean, mcgill's not having it though she's like i'll give you the 10 spot yeah i was like diamond. wow ten dollars
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> I I did wonder, too, like, there was that just that small dig at Mr. McGill, right? Like, I noticed mm-hmm. you've been coming home with a lot of, like, nice things lately. And Stacey's like, well, I guess kind of. And I'm like, oh, great. We're still dealing with this bullshit. All right. Mm-hmm. I thought we resolved it in Stacy's emergency.
2: It turns out one conversation with complicated family dynamics doesn't usually solve the whole thing.
0: What? I know. It's weird. No. <laughs> okay, there was a couple. One thing in the background for why they're calling the BSC. They have a full time nanny. Do you did you guys catch why the full what's going on with the full time nanny? I don't remember. She's having quote unquote family trouble.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, we, I've talked a bit on our show about like how unrealistic it is that in a rich part of Connecticut, most of the like caregiving outside of families would be done by like teenage girls. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like Yeah. Statistically, most of these Families would probably have nannies that are women of color, immigrants and such things. And that that family trouble calls her away is kind of like potentially problematic, although we don't have any context for like what kind of, you know, what demographic um, of person this nanny is. But but it's like you're
2: saying it like intimates that she had to go back to her country of origin and help out. It could, I think,
0: yeah, yeah. or like, or could have any, it could have some other kind of, you know, sinister thing too, right? Like, you know, if they're poor, her kids got in some kind of trouble Mm -hmm. or like, I don't know, right? Like, just like family trouble seems like something that happens to like poor immigrants not to, like, rich white people. Right. (laughs) Not that that's true, but, like, in the presumed universe. Not a thing that we believe. Yeah, (laughs) In the presumed universe. Yeah. Uh, So I thought that was kind of interesting. Did you also notice the weird, like, shoe size thing when they're at the mall? No. Okay. So on page 28, they're, like, being girls at the mall. So much, like, girly shit at the mall in this book. Oh, yeah. Like, whatever. Okay. While Claudia's paying for sneakers... Don and Stacy. I'm just going to read it as Stacy. Don and I watched two women try on high heels. The funny thing was that both of them pretended they had the tiniest, most delicate feet. They started out asking the clerk for size six, please. But they ended up working their way to size nine and a half, I guess, before they could squeeze their feet into the shoes. Don and I were nearly dying with held in laughter by the time we made it out of the store. We exploded as soon as we got through the door. Oh, well, size 12 ought to do it, said Dom, imitating one woman. But I'm a small size 12, mind you. Tears running down my cheeks from laughing so hard. We walked past a few more stores laughing again every time we thought about the women. Then we reached the pet shop.
2: Yes. The fuck? I did zero in on that. And I couldn't wait to hear what you had to say about it. And I just forgot it because I read this a week ago because that's how things go on this podcast.
0: I don't even know what to say about that. Like, what the hell is that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like they all have a thing against... They all hate old people. Yeah. And they don't like women with big feet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, what t- what is it saying, right? What 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 is the motivation for these women to not want to say that they're a size nine and a half? Happens to be my shoe size. Everybody, if you want to send me some shoes, don't send me high heels. I'll fall over. But you know, what is that what does that mean if you're a dainty pretty woman and you have giant slappers on the end of your legs?
0: <laughs> well, and that that's like legitimate that that's a well-established enough trope of femininity or requirement of femininity that a couple of 13-year-olds at the mall are fucking dying of laughter over it, right? That, like... Right, well, are they... Or are they laughing at the absurdity of it? Like,
2: are they in a better position where they would just be like, nine and a half, please? Like, are they laughing at, like... I don't know. ...the performance of the femininity?
0: I think it's a little bit of both, right? Like, oh, yeah. 12, but a small size 12, right? Like, I don't know. The mm-hmm. mocking of it, I think, undercuts the... the Awareness. Or, yeah, or, like, that it's a mode of commentary rather than, like, participation in in it, right? Like, how embarrassing for them that, like, you know, they have to ask for these bigger sizes. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's just, like, I think you could read it either way, which is not good. Right. <laughs> right yeah yeah an extensive paragraph on how much dawn hates winter in this book which we've yes Mm -hmm.
2: only not really gotten much of yeah yeah i thought that was interesting that's gonna that's gonna take over for health food or individual Mm -hmm. going Mm -hmm. forward yeah
0: like even so far as to distinguish the kinds of activities she prefers
2: yeah (laughs) hates all the winter ones yeah or is it just laying the groundwork for her eventually moving back
0: Mm, interesting
1: what this like this big, are talking about?
2: This begins the lead up similar to, to how we saw Stacey's Emergency coming for like 15 books. I'm wondering if this is like the beginning of the lead up of Don being miserable in Connecticut.
1: I mean, yeah, I'm thinking about how long it took me to leave New York. And I would say it took about 10 years to actually leave. <laughs> there was yeah. a really long lead up.
2: <laughs> I'm going to get out of here. I want to go back to California. <laughs> in a decade and winters
1: were a big part of it i was like i cannot do another winter here right just just
2: starting her winter
1: oh yeah that's right
0: sorry winter (laughs) fucking sucks uh i usually bail on like a month of it though that's the one thing about the academic schedule that i keep uh, uh, that's giving me pause about letting it go (laughs) yeah yeah i just thought that whole exchange was kind of weird yeah super weird like, why does she need? She doesn't need to bash on Connecticut snow sports, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know.
2: She doesn't yeah. want to go ice skating with Logan anymore than Marianne does.
0: What do you guys make of the fact that Christy's like, you know what? I don't care if they need us ever again. We're never babysitting for these people. And then uh, Stacey's like, well, the baby's really cute. And Christy's like, yeah, but we're not pet sitters. Like,
1: that's <laughs> that baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm into it.
2: I'm into it too. I like, I like the loyalty.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's all. Okay.
2: Okay. I was definitely focused on this whole new family thing and wondering about like, I guess it makes sense. This is like more of a writerly question for you. And I guess they don't want to like throw the Newtons under the bus or something. (laughs) And so oftentimes it has to be a new family but I feel like it's just like this very obvious red flag that like something's going to go wrong.
1: <laughs> so Yeah. I mean, it's pretty obvious at f- this point and yeah, it would be, yeah. It would just be too complicated to have a already established family to be kind of, you know, the villains or yeah. the ones causing conflict in the book. Cause then you would have to yeah. kind of resolve it and continue like the other books. You know what I mean? Like, right. I think the storyline just has to be very like, you know, limited to just one, one book. Yeah.
2: So I had a really, you know, whenever there's these, these accusations or things I think about moral development and kind of how we think about crime. Um, this is definitely in line, Emily, with, you know, our conversations about the carceral state with, mm-hmm. um, phantom phone calls. Oh, cause we forgot the other subplot is that there is a bur- burglar again.
0: Oh, that's right. I totally Stony forgot Brook. about that. Yeah. That
2: they're worried about and jesse's scared when she's sitting for squirt and becca and they they worry if the burglar actually took the ring um before they find out that mouse the cat took the ring
0: and yeah, I a totally lot of, like, yeah i totally forgot yeah i had of, written like, burglar phantom phone caller and then forgot right? to mention it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so there's a lot about like
2: i hope he gets arrested soon yeah like mm-hmm. sort of assumption i wish it was her. like
1: yeah. oh my god the phantom phone caller was released from prison Stuck oh, on the that would have been fun.
2: right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. He got out on good behavior.
1: No, he got out because there were GoFundMe.
0: Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> uh, and then he stole the ring. Yep, one ring from one family. <laughs> 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 he couldn't help himself. Yeah.
2: yeah, he just had to. He's chasing that high. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: like he likes Cut the to guy do some cry. slack. She doesn't need all those diamonds. No,
2: she sure don't. Um, yeah, so I, that was that was interesting that that was in the air again, this sort of like, yeah, let's get that person arrested as soon as possible. But it, it, when they're talking about it, when at first everyone definitely believes Stacey, I like that her mom believes her right away, even though she'd been asking about the ring. And the rest of the BSC believes her right away until Claude gets hard up for money. But they call an emergency meeting. And then she tells them that the Gardellas are going to call all of their existing clients. and Stacey says which would be the right thing to do if I actually had stolen it. And I'm like, is it? I don't. I, yeah. I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think so. Like, I don't know. You can have a weird relationship with one person. You can have like, why is it Mrs. Gardella's job to like pull like citizens arrest, like, <laughs> like besmirch Stacy's character, or the character of the club. I was just, it was interesting to me how, um, Black and white. Stacy was about it, um, and that that was the solution, the initial solution. Like assuming she was guilty, that it would have then it would have been justified. It would have made sense for the Gardellas to do that, which seemed yeah, to I mean, me super harsh, nonsense. Yeah, but mm-hmm. is also kind of in line. I would expect to be Stacy for Stacy to be a little bit farther along the moral development kind of highway. Um, but that would be mm-hmm. a common response of, like, a 10-year-old. It's, like, very clear, like, this is right, this is wrong. So if mm-hmm. you do something wrong, you should get punished. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you shouldn't. But it seemed kind of simplistic for Stacey, who's so sophisticated in so many well, other ways.
0: Well, maybe she's just, like, caught up in her own drama, so. Yeah, so she can't assess yeah. it very clearly. hmm And then
2: the other thing they do is they offer to babysit for free for Mrs. Gardella to pay off the debt of the ring. No. <laughs> Which, if I'm Mrs. Gardella and I really think that Stacy stole my ring, why am I going to let her come to my house for free to steal more of my stuff?
0: Because then you'll have evidence that she did it. Hmm. There's no
2: nanny cams in 1991. How do you know that? They're rich. Oh, no. no. OK. They've got like a spy system up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that guy also works for Sunbeam. Yeah. They, have, they make more than toasters, you know. OK, fair enough. <laughs>
2: so i just thought that and then she's like yeah okay you can as long as christy also comes to watch you makes no sense never been to my house before like (laughs) i haven't met her but she's the president so she must be trustworthy it was just very bizarre also Stacey
1: would be babysitting for them until that baby like went to college yeah like it would take forever to pay off that reading
2: The other thing that happens, there's two sitting jobs at the Preziosos in this. One when Mrs. Prezioso is like a ride or die for the BSC. But earlier on, Marianne is babysitting for the Preziosos. And this kid next door, Joey Conklin, shows up. And they're like, she's like, watch out for Joey Conklin. So I don't know if this is planting the seed for a future episode. But he like gets a hose into the Preziosos house and like hoses down the furniture in the front hall. (laughs)
1: Insane. Very naughty. <laughs>
2: Very naughty, Joey Conklin. That Why actually go to prison. Yeah. One time when we came back from a vacation, <laughs> someone had stuck a hose. We had like a slot, mail slot, instead of a box. Mm-hmm. And someone had stuck a hose in and turned it on. Really? Um, and got in the dining room like soaking wet. Yeah. My dad thought it was one of his students. My dad was a middle school teacher. Well, so yeah. I that mean, messed that's up. seems right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who else was out to get us. But... Yeah, so I thought that was hardcore. Something
1: to tell you, that's me. Oh, it was you. Oh my god, it was (laughs) Ann. Mystery Solved. I was (laughs) was
2: really mad that you went to Oregon on a road
0: trip. It was the cat.
2: I wanted to go to the Oregon (laughs) Museum of Science and Industry. Yeah. You didn't take me with you.
1: (laughs) I think I brought you
2: like some stickers. Probably. The other thing that happened in that chapter is that Jenny had a clown named The
1: Bog. What <laughs> so, the, dude? Why do saying. you... I, I feel like the has come up a lot in the books. Mm-hmm. Like, why not other, like, Charlotte? Like, there's... I feel like, you know, why is it always Jenny? It's
2: not always Jenny. I feel like she feel,
1: is very prominent. Well, it's, I think... I, it,
2: oh, in ahead, this
0: Anna. one, it's because all the other charges are out of town right and this Mm -hmm. is like part of the mystery like why Mm -hmm. is no one calling us
2: right and i think the preziosos are the most logical to hang out socially with the gardellas because a rich and b both italian (laughs)
0: right okay tell me i'm wrong where's the lie this is deep (laughs) what's it called canon yeah (laughs) um
2: (laughs) They're like Italian-American booster club of Stony Brook, Connecticut.
0: And oh, my
2: God. so laughed because she was insulted on behalf of the SC. Those are, wow. my, those are not really psychology, but those are the things that stuck out to me. Also, Claudia was using a lunchbox as a purse, which was definitely my jam. 91 I through also wrote
1: that down in my notes. <laughs> yeah. And I was I trying was like, to think, what, what was your lunchbox? Oh, I had a few. I had okay. a few.
2: Uh, I used a, a vintage Peanuts one, a metal Peanuts one a lot. And then um, I also had Muppet Babies one mm, that I used mm-hmm. very frequently. Um, and I got a Muppet Show one during college. My boyfriend, Sean, got me that one. Um, and then also I had that Beatles Hard Days Night one that we got in Liverpool. That's
1: right. Yeah. And a few. A few. Yeah. I. I that's gonna. That's got to come back at some point.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was so functional so easy to find things that you need it's mm-hmm. a good move highly recommend you can have it gen z <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome all right Anne. uh what what stuff? i felt like there was as some as, sim- as we talked about with the ghostwriters they sprinkle in a lot of pop culture yeah
1: there is a lot of mentions here i want to point out that there was like a little part in the beginning where stacy was talking about oldies and she was like i can do the yeah. twist and shake it up baby and i was like what yeah. Shake Shake It Up Baby isn't a song, I think.
2: No, it's the it's part of Twist and Shout. Yeah,
1: yeah. But she put yeah. it in quotes. Anyway. But I did want to talk about Pretty Woman because her mom was saying how that was her sweet 16. It was played at her mm-hmm. party. And mm-hmm. um Roy Orbison. Mm-hmm. And I just yesterday I went down a deep dive of Roy Orbison, coincidentally. Oh.
2: <laughs> I love not in prep for the podcast just because that's what happened to you that's just what
1: happened to me yesterday i'm not gonna go too deep into it but i will say he was famous for wearing sunglasses that was like Mm -hmm. his look he always you'd never see him without them and that happened by accident when he was touring with the beatles in i believe europe he left his regular glasses on a plane and he Mm. only had his dark glasses so he had to wear them on stage Oh, because they're a
2: prescription. They're a
1: prescription. Oh, so it a boy. just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so those just kind of stuck and he also um suffered from a lot of stage fright. So mm. it kind of actually helped him, so he just stuck with it. Mm. That's fun. But they yeah. but, but you know, his like whole persona of just like dark hair, sunglasses, singing mm-hmm. these very sad songs, but it didn't actually really match his real his real personality. He wasn't really like that mm. in real life, but anyway fun fact about roy yeah mm-hmm. um and then i was like oh they talk about peewee's playhouse
2: oh right someone is named a, you know, pee-wee. Who,
1: yeah oh, oh yeah they jenny. didn't talk about peewee's playhouse it was more that they someone someone was named peewee right
2: yeah jenny had like a doll named peewee yes um, yes because that was her favorite show which i was like pretty subversive for four but,
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't think you would, I think you would just be like, oh, this is funny, like cherry and whatever. Anyway, yeah. so it made me think about, like, if either of you have a favorite Wee memory. Well, I used to do his
2: voice, <laughs> which is I think, what Anne was getting at. And any our, of you <laughs> our seventh grade uh science teacher Mr. Craviato was like a weirdo that collected all kinds of pop culture things and he had a Pee Wee Herman costume that he gave me I think I won it in some kind of like science quiz in his classroom
0: so are you gonna do the voice or <sighs> uh
2: my I'm my voice is kind of gone from the softball tournament I was at today hold on let me have a little tea it strains it strains the larynx Connect the dots. La la la.
1: (laughs) That's pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, but but really, okay. So there is a short little mention in here uh, about smart food,
2: which is a food. you were going to latch onto that like a terrier.
1: (laughs) The popcorn? Yes. Yeah. Which. Oh, that's my
0: favorite.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. It's never been brought up before in the book. So I was like, Mm -hmm. interesting. I was like, what can I find out about smart food? I totally missed that.
2: yeah Yeah, they have a discussion they're like what makes it smart
0: yeah oh yeah so i ended i guess i just in my mind i was like that's surely that's not what they're talking about because usually they're talking about things that i don't know about so i didn't (laughs) i just like Mm -hmm. assumed it was some something else called smart food not like the snack that i like right right
2: (laughs) it's 91 now emily you're yeah you're you're almost three years old at this and you're gonna start to be sentient and have some (laughs) memories
0: i like to get smart food at the airport
2: It's really good, right? Yeah, it's a good
1: report snack. So I was like, oh, let's, you know, let me see what I can find out about smart food. Man, okay. So I'm not going to, it's very complicated. So I'm just going to try to summarize. Wait, what? It's complicated? It's complicated. I did not expect to find this out. I was like, whoa, this is, I, okay. So this is the mystery. (laughs) This is the mystery. I mean I'm gonna I'm be, I'm living out a lot of details I'm just keeping it very high level just give us the bullet points so in 19 yeah in 1984 um, a college student named Ann like Ichikawa no I I mean do you think I would be here I'd be like a fucking billionaire right now if I no, smart food. Talk, we we would get
2: big time Emily she wouldn't talk to us yeah.
1: big time I'd send you free <laughs> smart food though Right. Oh, yeah, sweet. Yeah. Okay. I wish it was you. <laughs> <laughs> so she like was experimenting with making popcorn and cuz she was kind of into health food and she just was her in her apartment from Connecticut, she oh, perfected the recipe stomach. of um and kind of used she used white cheddar to flavor mm-hmm. the popcorn and you know, her boyfriend who would later become her husband and their other friend were like, huh, like, I wonder if we could make this into a business. Um, they both kind of had business backgrounds, but for, they were very young. They were like in their early 20s. So initially, they had this other idea on how to make a resealable snack bag for like chips and stuff. And they were mm. using the popcorn as just like the example food to show companies, right? Huh. Oh,, so they were, so they were like, we locks? have a new model of snack, yeah, like we're gonna yeah. deliver
0: snacks it, in a new way. Here's an example, snack, yeah,
1: so they were trying to go to like Frito and stuff and be like, "See, look, like you can reseal it. it's called like the hug and tie or something like that.'s what they were calling it anyway, yeah. but eventually, like they were like people were interested in the popcorn, and they were trying to sell the popcorn. The people were kind of like, mm, there's already prepackaged popcorn. Just had that yellow popcorn, you know. And there was no such thing at the time as premium popcorn. Mm. Eventually um, they started distribution. It wasn't really taking off. Another big thing was the design of the package. Like having a black package was a huge it was like no one did that. So it really it really stood out. Why did no one do that? Because of
2: death or racism or what? I mean why was that a no-no?
1: I think that the colors Red, yellow, and brown, which are the McDonald's colors, are actually supposed to like make people hungry. Yeah, red and yellow do make you hungry. Right, and I don't know, maybe something about black is just really off-putting when it comes to food. Mm. I mean, it it makes sense. Like, if I saw a Twinkie in a black, opaque black package, I wouldn't be like, yeah, yeah, that does sound gross. It sounds gross, right? So, like having like a healthy popcorn snack in a black package. package. (laughs) You're
2: wrong. Shut your mouth.
1: eventually smart food caught on people like this is delicious like more people there was more of a demand for it and basically it like got super successful and in the meantime Annie or Anne and her husband Andrew got married Ken the business partner slash best friend were on it together but at some point they got too successful and basically the friendship ended between the couple and Ken like Ken basically No, Ken basically took over smart food.
2: What? Anne's recipe?
1: Yeah. So it was kind of this not a great situation. And Anne and Andrew were like, you know, we're all about doing good and love and kindness, blah, blah, blah. So they separated. There was like, I think, probably some sort of buyout between them. But they were no longer associated with smart food. Um, Yeah. Right. City
2: Lauper told us money changes
0: everything.
1: Right. So, but they're like, you know what, we're still gonna do our own thing. So like we're gonna like figure out something else to do and we're gonna do it the right way. So they decided to go into pasta. Mm. And so they they were like, you know, we're thinking of making using the same cheesy powder for mac and cheese. Shut up. Oh my god, wait. Shut up. It's
2: Annie?
0: Yes. (laughs) What? That's insane. Isn't that crazy? (gasps) Okay, my mind is blown. Yeah, I'm totally blown. Yeah, Twist and
2: turns.
1: Yeah, and I was like, when I was reading, they're it, right was,
2: here in Berkeley. Their factory is like so, right here.
1: But they divorced at some point. They're they're still in business together. They had like a, they have a good relationship. Mm-hmm. She still lives in Connecticut on a farm with like okay. donkeys and bunnies and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and when bunnies, they sure. yeah, and when they got they split, he was like, well, I don't really want to stay here anymore. He so he moved to the Bay Area and yeah. that story's fucking nuts right i know it's crazy <laughs> all right? for
0: the love of white cheddar yeah i'm gonna go make some annie's mac and cheese and eat my smart food right
1: now <laughs> right and in these articles i read she's still super down to earth and just like she's like all she was like yeah i don't actually like she sold the company to who was it i think it was like i forget it's some really big company but oh general mills Dinner okay. malls bought it, so she has nothing to do with the company anymore. But like, they are still trying to honor her vision of like mm-hmm. being sustainable, and they are doing like regenerative farming and stuff. Wow, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, and they, I think they do like carbon offsets too. Yeah,
1: so. yeah. So they're yeah. still honoring her vision, which is cool. um but Wow, and
2: I really had no idea this was going to. I for. know,
1: I know. when I was reading the article. I like was like. Holy shit. And Micah was like, what are you, what's going on? I was like, dude, my mind has just been blown. Like, but apparently when she was first experimenting, making the white cheddar powder for the popcorn, mm-hmm. she also at the same time was experimenting with like mac and cheese. Like she actually took a craft box of mac and cheese and boiled, like made the pasta and combined mm-hmm. it with the cheese powder she made with butter and milk and she was like, Wow, this is really good. So they but it was like mm-hmm. put on the back burner because of smart food. And then when uh. the whole thing between them and their partner split, they her she and her husband, like, don't worry, I got this other thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. is that wow. crazy? That's crazy. Yeah. And she's yeah, cool. Amazing. It's it's like she has she has no interest in business. She has no interest in any of this. She just like thinks of these ideas and then like mm-hmm. somehow I was like she wow, has this
2: interest is, in white cheddar.
1: She has interest in white cheddar. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I was like, wow, what a fascinating, this is when I was it. like, I did not realize smart food was going to take me on this path.
2: No, it's a journey. It's a journey. <laughs> it was a journey. I...
1: Yeah. Oh
2: my gosh. I have an Annie story from when my kids were really little. They They were probably like maybe two and four and we were trying to talk in general, you know, so this is like total coastal elite stereotype, but we talk a lot about like what foods are in season and like. Eating mm-hmm. fruits and vegetables at the right time of year. And, you know, California, America's breadbasket. We got we got lots of good produce. And so we were having a conversation about like, oh, it's strawberry season now and like soon it'll be stone fruit. We'll have peaches and things like that. And they were really into it. And then my older daughter was like, When is cheddar bunny season? Like just as <laughs> like very sincere question because she wanted to know when the best time of year to have her cheddar bunnies were. It's so. really funny.
0: All, ev- all year, kids, yeah, all year. I know. Yeah.
2: I was like, "It's great. You don't have to." So that yeah.
0: Oh man,
1: whew. thank you for taking us on that ride, Anne. I know. You I Loved know. that. It's very interesting. If you there's like a lot of um, articles, but you go into more detail. But, whew, man, yeah, it's a lot. It's like Impressed. the story of just like how money ruins everything, but somehow Annie still persevered and came out on top. Really yeah. great. Nice, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool. What about Claudia's candy? Oh, let's see. Um, We have Twinkies, Kit Kats, Doritos, Ringdings, Double Dogs, and Funny Bones. Yeah,
2: what are Funny Bones? That's another, uh, like Drake's or is that Little Debbie?
1: I think it's Drake's. It's peanut butter.
2: Ooh. Yeah. Mm. It's like a cake with mm. but peanut butter?
1: No, I think it's like like a sandwich thing. Like two... Two pieces of cake with filling in the middle Mm-mm. i don't want that no it's like a no? chocolate
2: twinkie but instead of cream in the middle it's peanut butter cream
1: oh
2: okay devil's food with peanut butter cream oh it
1: looks dry
2: it looks dry and yucky <laughs> i'm not a fan uh, well funny bones defendees you can contact us emily i'm not going to send you any thank you yeah <laughs>
0: um what about tallies? You can send me some smart food if you want. Yeah, I've never tried that before.
2: <laughs> You're not going to catfish me. Um, we got two exotics, one almond shaped, one sensitive and one health food. Not a ton. Not a ton. In nice. Here. And I haven't done the total tallies in a little while. I'll prep that for the next book. It's been I need to catch up on my Excel spreadsheet.
1: Maybe I can cool, share that yeah. with patrons, mm-hmm. too,
2: if they want to
0: see all the different things we're tracking.
1: Any good lines in the book that stood out oh. to you?
0: I have a question. How old is Andrea, Jenny's preziosa's little sister? I think she's, she's like an infant, a- right? Yeah, I think she's okay. only maybe
2: three months, four months.
0: I cracked up in the scene where they're doing like a a birthday party for Andrea's birthday, since Jenny's is like mm-hmm. ho- however many months away. And then um, a pretend birthday
2: party when yeah, pretend
0: birthday spent. party. Blah 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 blah. And then the the narration says Andrea smiled and said glug like oh. that's a line of dialogue yes. for from the infant and i cracked up at that moment i was like what she's not saying glug like it's like like such a weird way yeah to, said. to represent that moment like Spoke. yeah glug, <laughs> yeah so that okay. made me laugh i also
2: wrote down um when Charlie's driving them all to the mall at the beginning and he's like, oh, what's that smell? And Donna's just washed her hair and she says, it's called wildflower wash, <laughs> which I just thought was like very like, see, she's a hippie. She's from California. She uses herbal essences. Like it just seemed a little mm. bit on the nose. Yeah,
1: very yeah. on the nose. Well, I had what Charlie said, which is accident in the perfume factory. Yeah. <laughs> which I feel like also could have been a mystery. Right, mm-hmm, Stacy, and mm-hmm. the accident
2: at the perfume factory.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: I I think that works as a title. <laughs> yeah, I'm down for it. Yeah, I'm
2: okay. down for it too.
0: Fantastic. You guys don't want it to be glug. <laughs>
2: I don't know. We had a we had a long stretch of like weird things that small kids said, like fat cat yeah. rat hat Claire.
0: <laughs> oh my god! Wait, we were making a joke the other day on a group text about wanting to text our friend's baby, and Matt joked that her number was. Four six six four six six, four six four six. No four two four two, and it, it, we were like, "What the fuck is is that?" And then you sent the keypad, and it's Goo Goo Gaga <laughs> as, as as digits. <laughs> stupid.
2: <laughs> so stupid. Dumb joke. It's <laughs> a really dumb joke.
0: Um, carry yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> Accident at the perfume factory. Great great what do you guys want a pizza toast to i i want a better mystery okay but i don't know so pizza that's toast to
2: future mysteries that will live up to our hopes for the mysteries
0: what about
1: annie okay smart yeah. food yeah yeah we also
2: have we have a uh, our new our new theme song that uh vocals by my friend lauren greenhack but that's not really from the book you just think to to annie's legacy yeah and to her chilling on her farm yeah
0: to, smart to annie and smart food i okay. think
2: Sounds good. Okay. To Annie and Smart Food. To Annie, Annie and Smart, Smart
0: food. food. This episode of Stuck in Stony Brook is now adjourned.
2: Thank you to Anna Martin for everything. Stuck in Stony Brook is edited by Emily Crandall. Theme song written and recorded by Gary Schaller. Performed by the band Kid Kit. You can follow us on Instagram at Stuck in Stony Brook Or find us on our website, stuckinstonybrook.com. Need some books that we mentioned? Buy them from our bookshop and support both a local independent bookstore and your favorite series literature analysis podcast. Find us at bookshop.org slash shop slash stuckinstonybrook. Lastly, if you're feeling dibly generous and you want to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, that would be super helpful. You're the best friends a girl
1: could ask for.